Okay, welcome to another episode of No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by Scott Marshall. So, welcome, David. You are episode 103. So, <laughs> a big number. <laughs> Thank you very much. I know. Okay, welcome, David. So, you are a Thai boxer, yes? I sure am. Good man. So, first of all, for the viewers and the listeners, just a brief intro of who you are and what you're currently up to in this moment in time. Uh, I'm David Raffery. I'm, uh, I'm currently, I'm still uh, fighting, obviously. I just had a fight on Saturday. Um, I've got a nice wee scar to show. Um, uh, yeah, well, I can only see a wee bit of it because of your tattoos. And uh, well, that's, that full wings a scar. <laughs> right, to So, obviously... You fight? Is that your full-time job or do you work as no, well? No, I work in uh, Fasley Naval Base. Right, okay. So let's talk about how it all started for you. Thai boxing, where did that come into your life? Uh, I was about 13 or 14. Uh, I kept getting bullied in school and I decided to go down to a class just to try and learn how to fight and I ended up falling in love with it. I, I took on all the kind of, I loved all the kind of, I don't know, like religious side to it. Right. It was amazing. Uh, I loved all that, and I just couldn't. Uh, I don't know. I, can't, I just got hooked like right for the first day, and I've been doing it ever since. I've only t- I took a wee break for a while because I had a wee bit of problem with my um, brain scans and that. I ended up having a few issues, but I got them all sorted, and that's me back active again. So, when you first started going to Thai boxing when you were younger, you were doing nothing. What, how do you mean? So, I mean, like. Obviously, there were people picking on you, but once you started learning how to defend yourself, those guys backed off. I it was, was kind of weird because when, when you get the confidence to actually fight, you don't want to fight anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, once you know you can cause damage, you don't, you kind of just you shy away from it. See if people are starting it, and you're just like, I don't even need to bother with you. I mean, you know the script, I was kind of brought up in Yoker, so you had to be handy. Yeah, so obviously, how big are you David? Is that your sound's away? What age are you just now? 32. 32, right. Okay, so you've been doing it well over 15, 16 years. Yeah, like 16 years now, aye. Okay, so... How many fights would you say you've been in uh, competition-wise? My record now is 21-3. and three, um, okay. And I had a load of fights in Thailand as well, but they're, uh, they don't, you don't really count them over here for some reason. No one can ask. Right, okay, so, so let's talk about your very first fight. Who was that against? My very first fight uh, was actually against a guy called Jay McGlynn. Uh, it was weird because my mum had just committed suicide in the January and the fight landed on Mother's Day. Um, so it was crazy kind of timing. Uh, just getting into my first fight and that, obviously the fight was all planned and I never realised it fell on Mother's Day. So it was, I was obviously I won that fight, um, but it was, it was such a kind of emotional day for everybody. Would you, you know, for yourself, would you say that was fate for it to land on that day? I kind of felt that way. I kind of felt that way. It was weird. It was so like because I never even knew. You know, I mean, the 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 fight was set up and we were ready to go, and then 
Somebody's like, how are you feeling? You all right? Because it's obviously on Mother's Day. And I was like, I didn't even realise it was Mother's Day. And then, so you mentioned 21 and 3, is that what you said there? Yeah, 21 wins, 3 losses. Right, so let's talk about your, your first defeat. Who was that against? When My first you... defeat was against... Who was it? Uh, a guy called GR. Uh, he fights yeah. at O'Brien's gym in, um, in Renfrew. I took the fight on like a week's notice. No, I didn't. I took the fight on two days' notice. Um, and I just fought the Saturday before. And he, the promoter for the show offered me crazy money, so I, I couldn't say no. And it was just yeah. before Christmas and that, so I just decided to do it. And he beat me. He stopped me in the third round. Where, um, my, my face was too cut up to, to continue, so just stopped the fight. Right, okay. So let's talk about your mindset after that. How, how dealing with your first defeat? Aye, that hurt, man. That hurt. Yeah. Because yeah. you're always sore after a fight anyway, like your shins are banged up. You've usually got a sore face, your your kind of forearms are sore for getting kicks. And usually it's cool because you win. When when I win, you feel amazing anyway. Yeah. But when you're sitting in the house and the phone's not ringing anymore, no one's saying well done, no one's buzzing for you. They're just like yeah. very quiet. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's don't offer you've ever watched the, the film The Fighter? I have. Uh, That's a great film. I, it's such a horrible feeling. Like standing in the ring, the other guy getting his hand raised and all the crowd shouting for them. You're just sitting there like a fanny because you feel like shit. Talk about how, how did you deal with your Definitely. I mean, I felt it bad. Like, I felt like I let everybody down. But people are always going to say, like, ah, you, it's not your fault and keep your chin up and that. But we all know you, you, you only fight because you want, you want to win. Nobody because in your fight thing, they're going to lose. You know what I mean? But I losing, it hurt me. It took a it took a big chunk of my armour. I hated it. I hated the feeling of it. Uh, and obviously, I was right back in the gym on Monday trying to make it better, try to get another fight sorted. So let's talk about, you know, your training regime. How do you how do you fit that in to a busy schedule if you're working? So what I do is I usually get up at like five in the morning and go for a run or a circuit class. Uh, the closer the fight gets, I also run during my lunch break. I do a 5K on my lunch break and then I train for like six till nine at night. I do that six days a week. Busy schedule. I mean, you've no time for anything else. If there's a fight coming up, it just takes over your everyday life. The only day I get off, I, I spend with my, my two boys. And then do you reckon you'll continue to fight and well into your 40s? I don't know. I don't know about 40s, man, because my body's starting to struggle already and I'm only 32. But either. I mean, I'll keep going. I'll keep doing it until I'm as long as I'm having fun. Where when it becomes no fun anymore, I'll just stop because... 
I mean, I, I was fighting on Saturday in Northern Ireland in Cork, and uh, I got beat over there. And it's kind of knocked me down a wee peg, but I've got a fight in um, the Orin Moor in Glasgow. Um, I'm fighting there on the 16th April against a guy called Charlie McGee. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then, so it, you know, I've never competed in Muay Thai, um, sorry, Thai boxing myself. Um, so let's talk about the rules for what's involved in a competition. So in in the prefer like us, there's professional, like there's three different classes: there's C class, B class, and A class. A class is like full rules. You know, there isn't really any that you can't do. You can do elbows, kicks, knees, um, everything kind of goes. It's three minute rounds. Whereas C-class is just like no knees and no elbows to the head. But it's only a minute and a half rounds as well. And then B-class is two minute rounds. We have a minute break. We uh, knees to the head are allowed, but it's still no elbows. Okay. And then obviously you spoke, you spoke about different weights, uh, the different class there. So have you made yourself through those sections? Yeah, so you need to start at C-class. Obviously when you're, when you're just starting, you fight at C-class till your coach decides you're good enough to move up and then you go B class and then you go A class like just depending on what your coach thinks yeah. and how, how did it feel difference you know the time difference especially in the ring the three minute rounds are, are long you know three minutes is a long time yeah. I mean especially if it's if it's not going your way if you're taking a bit of damage three minutes can be really long yeah. um, sometimes you're just soaking in the air man and hoping that the bell goes um, have you ever had an instance? Obviously, you lost that, that fight. Uh, we spoke about um, the one in Ireland there. But have you ever had one where somebody's had to throw in the towel for you? Say that again. Have you ever had anyone throw the towel in for you? So I can't hear you, Scott. Um, can you hear me now? That's a bit better. Uh, have you ever had anyone throw the towel in for you? No, never, no, no, no way. Would you, would you ever instruct them in any circumstances to throw that towel in? Nah, man, you go out on your shield. You go out on your shield, mate. You just go in there, and when they're when they're when it's done, it's done. But you don't you don't throw the towel in. That's a good man. I love that. So, let's talk about nutrition. How do you handle that? So, I'm actually alright with nutrition because I'm not a big eater. Eating doesn't really overly bother me. It's when you're on fight camp, it's, it's affecting us better because you, you actually actively have to eat. So it structures me a bit better because some days I can I can go like a full day without even eating anything. Like I do a lot of fasting. I do a lot of fasting. You probably know, probably shouldn't do as much uh, with the amount of training I do, but I do a lot. Of, I usually don't eat till like one o'clock every day anyway. Um, and then I'll have just like two or three meals before I go to bed, my, my diet's never an issue for me. Um, but I know it is for a lot of guys. I know a lot of guys struggle with like wanting sweets and cheap meals and stuff, but I, if, I, if I want a cheap meal, I always have one anyway, because I, I know that I'll lose the weight. You don't mind me, and if you don't mind me asking this question, in the lead up to a fight, what would your body fat be? Well, not now, but last week when I weighed in, it was probably about 3 4%. I was you always get really low, especially after your sauna. Um but like every kind of fighter we we, we always blow up after a fight. Because obviously we're allowed to drink again and go out and eat meals, so we just binge 
chocolate and sweeties and crisps and pizzas and beers. Like you just binge for a full week. And then back to normality. Aye, definitely. Well, the, ha- the hangover is always brutal because you've not been drinking in ages. <laughs> so the hangover is fucking horrible. But, um, aye, it's a, it makes you know what to drink again. <laughs> so, in the lead up to a, a fight, how many calories would you be allowed to consume? Uh, my usual is around about 2,000. Right, okay. 2,000s run about what I, what I eat per day. Um, my my off day, I usually go a wee bit higher because I'll have a wee cheat meal on, on my day off because I'm with my kids. Because yeah. I'll take them out for something to eat. I'm not going to sit there and no eat with them. So obviously, you're busy schedule and you train a lot and you consume 2,000 calories a day. But what do you expend? Oh, man, I honestly don't even know because... Oh, what would it be? I've got a heart rate monitor that I wear when I'm training. And even my circuit class in the morning, I do like 700 calories. And then tie boxing at night's run about 1,300. You know, and then whatever my run is, maybe 400 on my run. So I'm probably expending that anyway. That's what I mean. It's impossible to put weight on. It's impossible. Especially when you when you start knocking the diet down a bit, I mean you feel dead fatigued all the time, and you catch all, all the colds going, and you always end up no well. Um, and a fight camp that always happens just because your body's so run down with the training. Absolutely, I totally get that. Um, so that I'm the same. Um, my iron levels are deficient because I'm just overdoing it. Overtraining, so it happens all the time. We never listen to our body. No, no, and even if even if you do have like a cheat day as well, it's not even bad enough to be deemed that you're even doing it, and you're always just eating. I mean, if I even have a pack of crisps, I feel guilty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's all in the mind, though. Yeah. Ah, hundred percent. Your mind just takes over, and it's it's weird. Even if I when I have a be off day like on a Sunday or something, I feel like shit. I'm like, ah, oh, I should have been in the gym, or I should have trained there. You know what I mean, stupid. You know. I don't know what your opinion is, but certainly my opinion is mental health, exercise, they go hand in hand. 100%. You know, um, because if you're having a bad day, or you know, bad day at the office, whatever, etc., all you need to do is even just go a walk, clear your head for 10 minutes, and it helps your mood. That's crazy. I mean, when I, I stopped training for a while because obviously I had problems. I really struggled with it, you know, I really, I never thought I was going to fight anymore, and uh, just like the kind of reality of it, I'm not going to get to do that ring walk again, or I'm not going to have that fighting feeling, that pure buzz you get, adrenaline, it was quite sad, man, it kind of fucked my head up a wee bit. And then, obviously, you mentioned you've done 24 fights. Run about that. Officially on your, on your, yeah, yeah, right, so... Obviously, I ask you if you'd like to fight until in your 40s. You're only 32 now. But would it be an achievement for you if you got to 50 fights? I mean, at the start, when I came back for this like head thing, I said I wanted to get to 30 fights. Right, okay. So if I get to 30, I'll probably try and go to 40. You always try and go the next level. Always. That's it. I, always, I like to do wee mini steps, so I don't like to go, like, see if I went 50, and then you, it's kind of too much. I like to do things I can I know I'll get to, so like 30, 
I'll hit that, I'll get the 30, and then I can go for there again, you know what I mean? 30, 35, 40. Aye. That's how we do it. Because what we were talking about earlier was you put a, a date out there, and then or a number out there, and then you're putting pressure on yourself to... 100%. everyone else. Aye, definitely. And you're just searching for likes and a pat on the back. 100%. 100%. You, and I don't want to be doing it just for the sake of doing it as well, like to get a number. I'd rather I'd rather like be fighting good fights, like good guys. I don't want to just go and fight a diddy for the sake of making a number, you know what I mean? Definitely. So have you ever tried boxing on its own? Never tried boxing. I, I had a couple of fights doing MMA. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I like the tie. Okay. So okay. Right. So let's talk about Injuries. Obviously, you've got one in there, right? Aye. Do you class that as one of your worst injuries? No, I dislocated my shoulder in a fight. Uh, that was terrible. I hated that. Um, I've done ligament damage. Of forearms are a bit fucked. Shins are really bad. Ankles are. I actually strapped my ankles up quite heavily now in a fight because the amount of times. I've not done it and I end up turning on it or something happens and I hurt it. Yeah, so now I always do that and I've, I've been chopped to bits. I've got no bone in my nose anymore. My nose is completely gone. So, I mean, I got that. That got my, my that show bone get took out over in Thailand, but it was after a fight. I couldn't breathe and they just operated and took it right out. I know. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about your tattoos. You've got to come around. <laughs> so, aye, just, the, just the one. Just the one, eye. <laughs> Mate, you know how many tattoos you've got? Mate, I, I genuinely don't. Mm -hmm. I remember I remember looking at myself in the mirror, though, one day and going, what the fuck happened, man? Because <laughs> it was just crazy. Because it kind of just went from a sleeve to a bit on the body to, like, Literally everywhere. I've not got my banger done right enough, but everywhere apart from that. <laughs> ah, brilliant. So, what age were you when you got your first tattoo? I was seven. How age was I? I was seventeen. Right. Okay. I thought you were going to hit me, hit me with something like thirteen, fourteen. There. No, no, no. Seventeen, and then I, it wasn't even. It was weird though, because I got that tattoo done, and then I never went back for like a year or two, and then it just went for there. I just went tonto. Right. And are you, are you still, are you get still tattoos planned in mind or more? I said no. If you've got space. <laughs> I, I said, I said no, but I know I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably get my ears done at some point or something. I'll do something. Right, okay. <laughs> Not good. And then let's talk about, you know, if you're training, what would your best exercise, training exercise to do? I, I, I really like hitting the pads. Um, my coach is brilliant with the pads so it's I don't know if like, when you're hitting them and it's and it's flowing good and you're hitting them hard and you're fast and you're fit that's, that's, I love that feeling man yeah. that's the best feeling especially right. when it's when you're fit see if you're not fit it's horrible but if you're fit and healthy and you've got good cardio man it's nothing better than hitting the pads A burpee. Okay. I fucking hate burpees, mate. 
Fucking hate them, man. This this is such a shite exercise, isn't it? It's just shite. Well, I think there's two of the, the coincide of mountain climbers and buffies. Aye. It's just the getting down and getting back up again. I mean, you're just like, what's the point? But I, I get it. I mean, but for as an exercise, it's doing nothing apart from just your heed. That's it. Definitely. So let's talk about your fight. Fights, right? What who's been your best opponent out of your twenty four official fights? Oh, best opponent, best opponent. I'd say either young Josh Young was really good, and the boy Gr that beat me, um, he, Gr was really good, technically really good as well. Um, I beat a couple a couple of guys over in Thailand. I fought a Canadian guy. He was really good, man. Um, and I, and I, I cut a ties who are obviously amazing. Right, okay. And then let's talk about Thailand. How was it being in that environment, fighting over It there? was crazy, man. It's crazy. You train twice a day. You're up at like five in the morning to do a 10K run. And you're back to the gym training till, I don't know, man, maybe like eight, nine o'clock. You get a wee rest in between and then it's back out again for another 10K back in the gym training like they do that every day um apart from sunday you get a sunday off okay but it's intense man it's really really intense over there and your, your 10k over there um would that be a set time that they were expecting you to complete no no there was no there was no pressure on times of it and they just want to make sure you you do it just need to be doing your running every day they're, they're big on the, the running a lot of guys can i would cheat just like run a wee bit away and then go back to the gym. Right, but they're 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 big on your they're big on your running. They 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 want you running all the time. Okay. How long were you over in Thailand? So I spent just under a year over there, um, just plotting about the place, fighting and staying in gyms, and then a wee bit of chilling sometimes, and then back out. And sometimes I'd go on a wee like a wee four day holiday or something, and in Vietnam or something like. That. Yeah, and then. You know, what would your, you know, 2023, David, what would your best fitness goal be for this year? So I started a, this year with a goal of having, getting in the top 10 in the UK in Thai box, and that was my goal for this year. Um, obviously, I didn't get off to a good start by getting beat there on Saturday, so I really need to get my finger at noon. When I fight Charlie in April, I'll need to put on a good show so that Hopefully, in like May, and then maybe another one October. I can I could get get my eyes set on the top ten. That's what I was going to ask you. How how long would you normally leave it between fights? Well, it depends how if you're no injured. Obviously, just a few injuries I've got to know, but I should be alright to train from like next week, depending on this not being infected or anything. Obviously, because it's a big hole in the heat. But I'm hoping it's not infected, but I think it might be because it's getting really sore and sort of touching that. Okay. Certainly keep an eye on it. Aye, I, I know. I'm going, I was maybe going to go up to doctors at some point and give them a wee swatch at it. Definitely. Um, so, let's talk about ring music. Do you have any? <laughs> Aye. So, I, I used to, um, like back in the, my earlier days, I would always walk out to my mum's funeral song, which was Chasing Cars. Right. I got a kind of revved up version of that done and I always used to walk out to that but the last few 
I've just went for pure Neddy schemy tunes. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, ever been a point that you've done uh, a show and they've put their own music on for you? Uh, that I that has happened to me. I I was fighting a I was fighting a boy Dan on it was on MTB show. It was actually for that belt behind me. See the belt there? Yeah, yeah. I was fighting for that, and uh, the boy Dan it was it walked out first, and then they put on my music, and then I ended up being a you know the song that Darth Vader walks it to. <laughs> That's what they put on. I was like, That's not even my song. And my coach was like, mate, you just need to go. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop. You just need to go. Aye. I was raging. No, um, because I done I done a charity fight last last year. It was it was with, with my client, um, and it was. Uh, Normandy, so it was, and they didn't even play my, my spring music, and I was like, that was the first time I'd done any boxing, but it's no for me, I, I don't like getting hit in the no. face. <laughs> I, it's, nobody ever believes you, they always say, ah, the adrenaline takes over, it still fucking hurts. Aye, absolutely. <laughs> Aye, when, um, that guy, when that guy bounced that elbow off my head, I was like, fuck. <laughs> and uh, was that... So how many rounds did you fight on uh, Saturday there, David? That that was three rounds we done that one. Kick you. We're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right before. So, uh, right. So I was just asking you, um, did it go the distance? Um, I know? went to decision. I went to oh, decision. Right, okay. Right, and is majority of your fights always went the distance? I've, I've I've went the distance on a good few. I but um, I usually I usually because the way I fight, I usually come out like a like a train man and just go for it. And I I stopped a lot of fights in the first round or second round. Uh, but one of my kind of proudest fights was in a in a Power of Scotland fight. I I took a fucking beating for five rounds, man. Like the guy it was a guy from Aberdeen, Gavin Morrison. He was ripped, man. He was like fucking Wolverine. He was the biggest cunt I've ever seen in my life. And he was just he had veins running through his abs. And he battered me for five rounds solid, and then we're like a minute to go. I spin and elbowed him and knocked him out. Right. <laughs> I was like, honestly, even when I landed it and he was on the ground, I was like, thanks, fuck. So obviously, um, you fought in Thailand, you fought in Ireland, Scotland. Where's, what other places have you you been on? I've been doing. I've been doing England a couple of times as well. Uh, Although I'd like to have been abroad a bit more, where you know when I was younger than that, yeah. I just I, I like to travel, you know. I like to right. I like to see different places. So if you were to pick a destination for your your final fight of your life, where would that be? Fucking, okay, I don't know, man. Like Singapore or something. Right, Japan, okay. Something <laughs> like that. Get it on the bucket list. I can right. I there's always people wanting to look for a fight in there, so. Absolutely. You never know. You just need. You just need to get the right guy at the right time. Well, sucky hole straight on a Saturday night. I think you'll be all right. Aye, I think I got a few fucking lucky guys up there. <laughs> uh, cool. It's been good having you on the show, David. Aye, it's been brilliant. Um, just before we round up, have you got any questions for me? I don't, mate. No. So uh, no. again, just happy for Big John to kind of pass on. It's always good to talk. Um, we things like this, especially like I know. A lot of people look at me now, especially as I'm older, and kind of, I used to have a like bad guy like image, and everybody thought I was a bit of a fucking 
idiot, but see when you get to talk to me and that, people always like, go, you're, you're actually sound. I go, fucking hell, what did you think it was? Well, that's, that's the, you know, the thing in life, don't judge a book by its cover. Ah, uh, it's so true, unless it's a scud book. <laughs> so, just before we round up, David, actually, um, is there any advice you would give any youngster or any adult starting the tie boxing for the first time and where could they do that? So I'm training now in a gym called Boxfit. It's in Glasgow City Centre, it's Power of Scotland gym. Um, the guys up there, Gary O'Brien, has been unbelievable for me. Like he's been a, like a, he's like a life coach as much as like a normal just tie boxing coach. The guy's amazing. Um, he does good guys up there training in that as well. And if you wanted to get in here, I mean, depending obviously where you're staying, but there's plenty of gyms now, see, it's because it's getting really popular. There's loads of gyms about now, and just see, once you get to the gym, it'll change your life, honestly, it'll change your lifetime boxing, because it's so spiritual, and yeah. everything's like the respect to it all is, it's not like, it's not like a lot of like boxing is a wee bit more like kind of schemey, I think, and everybody's what a bad mouth each other, whereas in Thai boxing, it's not like that at all. Even the guy you're fighting, you'll be talking to him before it, after it. It's not like that. There's no aggro ever. Right, okay. No, that's good. But no, honestly, David, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. What I tend to do with my guests, try and get them on every six months to a year, just to do a catch-up, just to see how they're getting on. So hopefully catch up with you later on this year. Hopefully in six months I'll be able to see them in the top ten. Absolutely. Thank you, mate. Cheers, bro. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of No Excuses Real Inspiration hosted by Scott Marshall. So if you can, give me a wee follow on my YouTube channel, give me a wee follow on Spotify and you can give a wee listen to this on Apple and Amazon as well as well as other social media platforms. Thank you.